Welcome everybody to Recovery Machine. My name's Nathan. Co-host Corey is off this week. He's free diving off the coast of Antarctica, but he will return soon. The following segments are interviews I did with people who are directly involved in the current safe supply model that's active here in Kelowna, BC. We apologize for the lower quality audio. Hopefully it's good enough for you to follow along. Next up, we have Brandon. He's a transgendered woman and a practitioner of Buddhism. So you are Brandon? Yes. Okay. And I'm transgender, going from male to female. Okay. And where are you from? You said New Brunswick? I was born in Edmonton, but I've been coast to coast. Okay. So you lived all over Canada? Yes, sir. What, uh, how did you end up in Kelowna? The Kootenays is kind of my settling ground. I went down to Nelson, and it was just too small, and surrounded by fires too long, okay. so I moved up here. Um, I live up here, I'm staying up here. Okay, and where are you living now? I'm at uh, Cornerstone Shelter, I'm seeking places, because I've got four grand saved up. Alright, so you're, you're in the middle of moving away from Cornerstone and getting into a, another place. Okay, yeah. cool. What do you think of Cornerstone as a place to stay? It's okay. Yeah? Yeah, you gotta, you really gotta be, let's see, sentient with everything around you because there's so many drug addicts doing drugs. Yeah. That it's a good place to to build power or willpower against your triggers. Okay. Or a really bad place because of your triggers. Yeah, I understand, sure. What's it like, uh... Like, at nighttime, are most people sleeping there, or is it just kind of all around the clock? People are either up doing, or how does um, it work? I don't know, because I, I sleep up in, so it's still pretty busy at night. Okay, but you're able to sleep if you need to. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, thing, I, I picked a room right across the office, and most people don't. Kind of fuck around there. Oh, yeah, that's um, a good call. <laughs> and plus the staff always watch myself. So. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So, yeah, what do you, I mean, if you wanted to tell people something about yourself, what would it be? What would you, uh, what do you, what would you want people to know about you and, and what it's like being in your position right now? Well, I've never had ID, never had a bank account, never had a bill. Never had a car loan, never paid rent. I've been off grid my entire life. Is that right? Like literally off grid and I've done it very successfully. Huh. And I would like other people to know that it can be done. Okay. So um, it didn't start out that way, but um, it ended up that way. Huh. And I have a double Y perfect credit that's never been used. But um, the 20 years before I, before I basically go into the grave, I'll max open credit, get a Cadillac, and you know, do that, that kind of thing. But and um, I don't know, like the stuff that people need in order to survive, they don't really need yeah. because I've done very successfully and lived a good life without ninety percent of what they have. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So. Yeah, I feel the same way about that actually. Okay. Um, so what's Right now, what's kind of the, what's the hardest part of your day? What's the easiest part of your day? Hardest part of my day is when, when I've taken the time to help a person, 
and taking quite a bit of time to help a person. And they basically show me that they're either not taking in or absorbing the information or whatever I help them with. And uh, that they've kind of wasted my time. That's the hard part. Um, the easiest part is seeing the people that have taken advice and basically run with it and are then now teaching it to other people. Okay. I'm a, I'm a full Buddhist. Um, and we just kind of plant seeds and let them grow. Yeah, very it's cool. kind of the way we do things. Yeah. But uh, so far, I've been very successful in it. And... Uh, so you're kind of living the Buddhist life. Fully, yeah. Yeah. When, when did that start? Um, when I was getting off hardcore drugs on Hastings. I don't know how or where it came from, but um, I'd be sitting there... I'm selling crack or whatever, and this Buddhist guy would come, and he walked down the street asking people if they would, if they wanted to meditate and all this stuff, and they would kind of shut him away, with the exception of me, and um, he kind of showed me the path and taught me about it, and I've been basically using it ever since, because it's more of a philosophy; it's not a religion. Yeah. And um, it's very down to earth. All the Buddhists were real people. Yeah. They don't ask you to believe in ghosts or any crap like that. There's no money involved anywhere. It's just more satisfying okay. so, than the rest. And so being a Buddhist has, has helped you kind of achieve the lifestyle that you're, you're living now? Well, I wouldn't say the lifestyle I want to be living, but... Um, pretty close. What would you change? Um, I'd like to be in a position where I can directly help more people. I have this overwhelming selfless need to help people. Okay. But I'd like to do so without them knowing. Because I'm not doing it for gratuity or um, for a pat on the back. I'm doing it because they need it. And let's see, what else? So a true charitable act in the in the old sense of the word. Very much. Right. Um, what are you seeing with the safe supply program around here? Is it having a, a positive effect, do you think? A negative effect? Is it having any effect? It's having positive Yeah? So what do you think we need to do? Is, should the program uh, be expanded? Uh, I think so. Yeah? Okay. But you got to be careful because a lot of people abuse, um, well, there's people abusing everything. Right. And it's hard to tell the, differ the difference. I choose not to abuse everything, and I'm very honest with my doctors, because I can't accept them to make a proper diagnosis if you're lying to them. Yeah. So I tend to be more honest, whereas most people aren't. Right. So do you think there's people who are maybe exaggerating how much they're using to try and get a higher dose so, so that they could maybe use that 90 dose. 90 percent of them. Okay. It's, uh, it's pretty bad if I were working on a statistic. It's pretty bad. Okay. The amount of people using the system. Okay, so you think that maybe what you're seeing is people who are getting extra safe supply and then... That doesn't bother me in, in the least what they do. Um, it just it's, it makes it worse for us because they think we're all doing it. 
That's the part that bothers me. They think you're all witch, sir? Yeah, until they catch somebody, they think it's all of us. And that's okay. the problem. I wish people, excuse the term, would grow more balls and just admit it because the truth goes a long way. And these people are fairly, fairly forgiving. Yeah. They just don't forgive. Which is the word I'm looking for again? Well, there's a, there's trust that has to be built, right? Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So if if the trust is built over time, I mean, the way I look at it, I think as long as a person is getting enough safe supply, then there's a better chance that they're not using the drugs that are going to kill them. I also think that sometimes maybe that extra safe supply is being sold so that other drugs can be bought. You know what I mean? Brandon is starting to nod off here, going to sleep. Are you with me, Brandon? Yep. Yeah? Okay. Uh, Sorry, I just lost in thought. Yeah, that's no problem. I'll ask you one more question, then I'll let you go. <laughs> um, what do you think about, um, the Premier has been talking about uh, forcing people to go to treatment. Some people are... Some people need to. Yeah? I know a kid who's 13 years old and has to take 36 morphine echelon grays a day. So 3,600 milligrams of morphine. That is ridiculous. That is a mind-boggling dose. Way beyond. I also know a family that's that they're all on methadone, including a three-year-old, a four-year-old, and a six-year-old. The whole family is on methadone. And that's wrong. I don't know who prescribes them, but that is so wrong. Wow. Like, these kids are going to grow up um, junkies. Hmm. And there's got to be something better for them than methadone. Yeah. Methadone is so destructive. I don't like the fact that it's prescribed like a painkiller yeah. to kids. Like, hmm. what the fuck? I don't get it. So, in your opinion, there are some people who maybe are in a spot where they do need to be sent, like, basically, the, somebody needs to tell them that it's time to go to treatment, and even if they don't feel like they want to go to treatment. Yeah, that would probably be better. Okay. All right. Well, that's awesome, Brian. I, I really appreciate the, the, you taking the time. and. Uh, I can give you my phone number if you want a further interview. If you're looking for people like somewhat educated to, to help you with the survey. Sure. I know quite a few.